You are listening to the Fringe Radio Network. FringeRadioNetwork.com Listening to Earth Oddity, a weekly odyssey into all the oddity planet Earth has to offer. And now, serving it up are Christopher Tiny Sullivan and John Long. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Earth Oddity Podcast. My name is John Long. I'm here with my good friend, Mr. Tiny Sullivan. Hello. And we have a bunch of wild, weird news from around the globe to talk about today. I got a couple of animal stories. I got an Irish dwarf <laughs> hijinks to talk about. What about you, Tiny? Man, I've got superheroes and I've got some Facebook business pages. Oh, Maybe we should just say at the beginning of this episode, you might want to tuck the kids away. Yeah, going to be... <laughs> You're going to definitely be rated T for teen. Yes. I'm doubling back. It just dawned on me. We should have talked about it before we got on the air. But uh, my dad, had, yeah. this is referring to last episode. My dad's been to a cockfight in Puerto Rico. Oh, wow. Talk about serious business. <laughs> though. Um, said they serve fried chicken during it. So I can think is, of no better place to serve fried yeah, chicken. Apropos, some would yeah. say. Yeah. Is there a place on planet Earth where you can't serve fried chicken? I'm, like it would be taboo or maybe you shouldn't. Well, probably like a vegan conference. You don't want to do that. But, <laughs> well, yeah, but yeah, but most everywhere else. Yeah. <laughs> but I was just wanting to get that out before rumors started spreading that the Long family was pro cockfighting. Um, <laughs> you know, that was years ago. I think he said it was before I was born. So. Um, right. We've since realized the error of our ways. Yeah. Apparently, at the time, cockfighting was the national sport of Puerto Rico. Oh, so, okay. Um, I would know. like to state that I have never been to a cockfight. Well, Not once in my entire life have I ever been invited to go watch chickens <laughs> fight. So. We can find one, I guarantee you. <laughs> I I would say in under a day I could find a cockfight to attend. I like I I just know people in the nether regions of the redneck universe <laughs> that I've always maintained acquaintances with. I feel like everyone should have a few just really good redneck friends. Oh yeah, absolutely. You can't go wrong. Like if you need someone killed, <clears throat> need a court of moonshine go to a cockfight sometimes you just need these things yeah i mean you just need to have that resource that you can draw upon right if need be you know you don't want to be the kind of person that that's just the kind of thing you do all the time right yeah yeah but it's nice to have someone on the outskirts on the fringe some might yeah, say exactly they can yeah. bring you in if need be yeah definitely right. you know dude's probably got a rebel flag tattoo somewhere <laughs> on his body you know yeah. I mean, that's just the way it goes <laughs> yeah. probably a dale earnhardt tattoo too <laughs> maybe dale earnhardt waving a rebel flag and like a checkered flag <laughs> On his like back or something. Yeah. Not referencing anyone specifically in case that person is listening right now. <laughs> so, but anyways, we're glad to be here for another episode with you guys. Episode 100 and something. Four. 104. 104 yeah. Okay. Glad to be back for another week. I had an excellent week. 
Tiny. I know you said your week's been a little stressful. It's, it's been good overall. Yeah, yeah. I had a couple of days of all day meetings this week, and uh, that was not my favorite thing, but I enjoyed them. So. I tell you what, I've had a better week than Phoenix Jones. Okay, let's get into Phoenix Jones. Are we just <laughs> kicking it off right here? Yeah. Okay. I don't know if we've ever talked about Phoenix Jones on this show before. No. Now, when you said their name, I thought it was someone who would be on a website that might be getting sued for not having closed caption. Phoenix Jones <laughs> sounds like an adult performer's name to me. Right. To me. Or a Marvel character. Oh, is it a Marvel character? No, it's not. Okay, all but right. could be. Okay, could be. Because it just so happens that Phoenix Jones is uh he is a real life superhero. Oh, okay. In Seattle. All right. He's a dude, he's got a costume, he's got he's got it all, and he goes around Seattle beating up criminals. <laughs> now I'm gonna reference a movie and I can't remember the name of it, but I've watched this movie and everybody knows I don't watch a lot of movies, but it came out in the nineties and it was one of the weigh-ins and he was a superman or like a superhero, decided he You're wanted to be blank man. Blank man, that's the name of it. <laughs> yeah. So is Phoenix Jones basically blank man? Uh yeah, yeah. Okay. I would say now Phoenix Jones, he's he's definitely built. Like he he actually does oh, MMA like works out and stuff. And yeah, so okay. he can he can actually kick your rear in okay if he needs to you know good deal well let's hear about him well real life superhero phoenix jones is in super trouble because he is now facing drug charges oh wow no drug charges steroids of course right you said he was built (laughs) no okay (laughs) i'm just gonna start right here a local superhero known in the past for serving justice and helping the police combat crime in downtown Seattle is now in trouble with the law. Benjamin John Fodor, known by his superhero name Phoenix Jones, faces multiple drug charges after he allegedly, like to point out the word allegedly there, yeah, innocent until proven guilty, <laughs> sold Molly or, and then what's the big giant scientific name? Methylodiox, methylodiox. You just want to say MDMA. Yes. Just make it easy on everybody. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Anyway, he sold it to another person, according to a King County District clerk filing. Okay, so Phoenix here, I've looked up his picture. He <laughs> yes. is well built. Yeah, I told you. Yeah, yeah. Now, he does have a suit. Maybe some of that's the suit, but he's, you know, he works out. He, yeah. He knows how to... He's put together better than I am. <laughs> he goes out and, and searches for criminals. I think that alone is going to take an effect on you, you know? Yeah, right, yeah. Anyway, an undercover officer with the Seattle Police Department scheduled a meeting with the popular Cape Crusader, known in the past for patrolling Seattle's Capitol Hill neighborhood every week and stopping fights, feeding the homeless, and ensuring justice is served. That's a citizen right there. Yeah, he is. Fodor typically wore a costume underneath his street clothes in case he encountered crime on the streets, just like <laughs> Spider-Man. Just, yeah, just whip out of it. Yeah, okay. Uh, he carried a net gun. A and, net gun? Yes. Okay. And he enlisted the support of a sidekick in order to fight the surge of crime in the area. All right. The real-life superhero's particular undoing, though, happens to be penchant for selling drugs, according to court documents released by the Seattle Police Department. Now, look, fighting crime's expensive. <laughs> yes. Okay? <laughs> they got to get an income stream here, a revenue stream. Yeah, that's one thing you don't ever see in the comics. Or, yeah. I mean, maybe you do see it a little bit, but... Uh, well, like Clark you, Clint was a r- reporter or whatever. Right. Yeah. But uh, reporters don't do any real work, so right. he, still, he was still able to fly around the yeah, world. Plenty of time to yes. stop. It's all fake news. Everybody knows that. <laughs> <laughs> but you, you see uh, 
I want to say Toby McGuire, but that's not him. It's Peter Parker. Toby Keith. All right. <laughs> yeah. Everyone's favorite superhero. You see Peter Parker, Keith. and uh, he's a photographer. Mm-hmm. But still, you see him. He's going to school. He's doing this. He's taking yeah. photographs. And, you know, you see his life spiral out of control yeah. because he can't manage being a hero right. and doing all this other stuff. Well, the one thing know. we've learned from Facebook is uh, every stay-at-home mom starts her own photography <laughs> business. So. Yes. Like, that's not a real job, right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. Nobody get mad at me. Please continue to take pictures of your friend's kids. That's fine. Yes, and please continue to charge my wife hundreds of dollars to take pictures of my kids. <laughs> you can just buy Nikon, learn how to watermark your pictures, and you're in business. That's all you got to do. Anyway. Uh, a witness told detectives that they could not believe that he had not been caught yet by authorities, paving the way for an undercover sting operation designed to catch the superhero that turned to a life of crime. Okay. The operation revealed Phoenix Jones sold MDMA or Molly to an undercover narcotics detective on November 21st at a Starbucks at 999 3rd Avenue. Prior to the encounter, the undercover detective sent him $300 on Venmo. Investigators said that the famed superhero accepted an additional $200 in person and agreed to sell more Molly to the detective at a later date. I would feel like if, well, I mean, I've been out of the buying and purchasing of illegal substances. (laughs) Right. But cash only was the way it always went, right? Well, like, that was, I would think Venmo and that cash. That was the 90s, out. dude. I know, but still, <laughs> you're leaving a, tr- a like a very traceable, right. you know, trail there. So, mm-hmm. uh, Phoenix Jones, just in the future, cash only, you know. <laughs> Police said that he handed an agent a brown paper bag, which had several purple powder substances in several dark colored bags. I would, I wish so bad that this was just like. Uh, a Kool-Aid powder. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's just crunched up. Uh, I got some stories about that, he was that just too. taking his money. Because yeah. <laughs> I, I want to believe that Phoenix Jones, he knew that this was a sting operation because yeah. they're just trying to take him down. Right. And he's like, I'll take your money and sell you Kool-Aid. I, uh, I knew a guy once. Actually, went to jail for a little while. He robbed a pharmacy. Okay. <laughs> he took, uh, what were they called? They were sleeping pills. And I don't remember what. Somonex. Okay. Okay. And, like, got food coloring and dyed them red and then went to a bar and sold them to people and told them it was ecstasy and it was called Superman. You know, because, like, everybody, like, named their ecstasy pills. Like, and everybody got triple super drowsy. Triple species and all that. And, yeah. And then people, I guess, went to sleep. <laughs> Excuse me. Yeah. And he made some money doing that once. So. Man. Yeah. Yeah. He was not always on the up and up. Really, sounds weird to say, really a good dude. I love him to death. I do. I do. I really do. Well, anyway, unfortunately that these substances, they did test positive for MDMA. If the substances they tested were the same substances in the brown paper bag. Well, let's stay woke on this, Tiny. (laughs) You know the police are mad that he's like stealing all their glory. Oh, yeah. So they have set him up. Right. I hope. Of course they've set him up. <laughs> yeah. Everybody knows Phoenix Jones would never sell No, drugs. he's a hero. He's a, a literal hero. hero. Yeah, yeah, a literal hero. And the <laughs> police are very jealous of him. 
less than a week after the exchange, the undercover officer reached out to him for another shipment of Molly. Despite many text message exchanges, it took more than a month for detectives to arrange another drug deal, according to the district court filing. Well, it's because he's on to y'all. Yeah. Well, you know? he's out fighting crime while y'all are trying to entrap <laughs> yes. a man. You know, <laughs> right? Exactly. He's out. He's out doing your job exactly. while you're trying to get him. He doesn't have a lot of time to sell drugs <laughs> on the side because he, you guys, are not out there patrolling the streets. <laughs> He, he could move a lot more Molly if y'all would yeah. just clean up Seattle. Yes, exactly. <laughs> you got all the hooligans off the streets and he could sell drugs to everybody. <laughs> Police said that Phoenix and his unknown girlfriend agreed to meet an agent on January 9th at the Silver Cloud Hotel for a party. The pair got out of their vehicle just before 11 p.m. and they were seen carrying a shiny gold backpack and a blue plastic tackle box into the hotel lobby. Everyone knows when you're selling yeah. drugs, you carry it in a tackle box, That's right? Right. right. <laughs> Some of those fishing lures are expensive as drugs, right? Maybe he's ready to just go out on the boat. Shortly after the vigilante and his accomplice, Andrea Irene Birdsenden, 26, were arrested. Investigators found several separate bundles of cocaine weighing about four grams, a scale with a suspected residue on it, several blue narcotic packages, and unknown white powder substance weighing approximately 31.7 grams. Detectives uncovered two small plastic bundles with suspected cocaine residue inside the brown leather bag. Mm. Uh, you said it was gold a minute ago, by the way. Um, yeah, maybe there's a brown leather bag inside. I would think leather would be a really poor choice to store any kind of powder in. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. It says here that uh, his criminal history, we're talking about the hero here. Yeah. It includes failing to appear for hearings for driving with a suspended license. He has six charges for driving without a license since 2008. The state said in a filing that they are concerned that he will not appear at future court dates. Again, he's busy. Yeah, right. He's out there yeah. fighting crime. Yeah. The Cape Crusader was released from jail on January 11th, and he is scheduled for arraignment on February 3rd. Prior to his run-in with the law, Phoenix Jones said that he became a superhero after his friend was assaulted outside a bar, leaving him with permanent facial damage, and his son was injured by broken glass during a car burglary. So this is his uh, origin story yeah. that we're listening to right. right here. He claimed that civilians could have rushed to help, but they stood idly by. From there, he assumed his alter ego as Jones, and he donned a cape to ensure his loved ones would not be hurt again. Have you ever seen something that you thought was wrong or not fair? He said back in 2013 that you wanted to change. Then you just thought about it for days or for weeks. I don't stand by and watch things happen that are wrong. When I see it, I fix it. Does that make me crazy? And he also started the Rain City Superhero Movement. Oh. Which was a group of superheroes. These are like the Avengers of Seattle. You know? Wow. Uh, they would patrol the streets. For years, superheroes included Jones, Buster Doe, Thorn. Buster Doe? That is like the name of like a, like a redneck hunting club down here. Okay, anyway, sorry. Buster Doe. Green Reaper. Gemini. No Name. Catastrophe. Thunder 88 and Penelope. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I think Penelope is just like somebody's little sister that yeah. just came along. <laughs> they roamed Seattle's downtown streets in order to protect innocent civilians. While dressing up as a superhero and fighting crime is not illegal, Seattle police say that they do not encourage vigilante justice or else we'll set you up and take you <laughs> right, down. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Golly. 
I mean, he's just selling a little Molly, guys. Right. <laughs> hey, it's not a big deal. It's not like he's selling heroin or anything. So, you know, let's just let the man live his life. I followed his career, uh, not intently, but, you know, occasionally I get bored and look it up, look yeah. him up, see what he's up to. Right. I don't want to, I really want to believe that that's not the case. But yeah. uh, I don't know. I mean, like you said, I assume fighting crime isn't cheap. No, no. He claims that his suit is bulletproof. Now, I don't know if it is or not, but if it is, that's got to be expensive. Yeah, it really does. And I would say if you're going to be like not appearing for court dates, Mr. Jones, you may not want to have your face like all over the news for <laughs> re- be a vigilante, you know, like justice guy either. You know, well, it's I a remember, lot easier to find. <laughs> it was I don't remember when it was, but I remember like you can uh, you can YouTube the news clip where he he unmasked himself and you know said who he was. Mm-hmm. It was like a big moment. Yeah, because like showing everybody this is the real me. Yeah. Golly. Because he had been, you know, he'd been walking around downtown beating up criminals and everyone's trying to figure out who, he know, was. who this dude is. And you then you can't do that with uh he, he with goes to a, warrants out for your arrest. <laughs> he goes to a press conference and he like takes off his mask and he's like, My name is, you know, Phoenix Jones. <laughs> yeah, this is the real Phoenix Jones. It's me, Benjamin John Foder. Huh. So Wow. That's that's an American story for sure. Yeah. Do you have a dog, Tiny? I do. Okay. What's your dog's name? Queen. Queen. Okay. But now the dog came with that name. She's a rescue. Yeah, that's so fine. That's, we didn't. Queen's not a bad name. I had a dog. It's not a bad name, but it's not a great name yeah. either. I had a dog growing up named Duchess. Okay. So there we go. There you go. She died of Parvo, by the way. Oh. Watch, basically watched the dog die while my mom... And my Aunt Polly practiced a song to sing at church. So oh. there you go. Couldn't do a whole lot to help him back then. So, yeah, that's my memory of that dog. Well, I will say that Queen is, uh, she's definitely up in years. So yeah. she may not be far behind her. Oh, that's sad. Yeah. That's but sad. I mean, this. We have a dog, Jay. Jay Barker, I've referenced him many times. Has finally became comfortable with Tiny coming to our house. <laughs> yeah. So that's pretty nice. Uh, well, this guy, let me tell you about this guy. He really loves his dog. And the headline reads, his dog was saved from a deadly cancer, so he bought a $6 million Super Bowl ad to thank the vets. Okay. Yeah. Uh, A $6 million Super Bowl commercial just to thank the vets Mm -hmm. that saved his dog's life. That's right. His dog was given a month to live, but the owner, who couldn't accept that prognosis, is now thanking the veterinary clinic that saved his beloved pet by taking out a $6 million Super Bowl ad. Hmm. David McNeil's seven-year-old golden retriever, Scout, collapsed in summer of 19, and a veterinarian told him the dog had cancer and had one month to live. There he was in this little room, this is McNeil talking, standing in the corner, and he's wagging his tail at me, and I'm like, I'm not putting that dog down. There's just absolutely no way. It's a tough decision to have to make. Now, McNeil here is the CEO of WeatherTech, a car accessories company. So he took Scout, who serves as the company's unofficial mascot, to the University of Wisconsin School of Veterinary Medicine. Wait a minute. Serves as his company's mascot? Right. Yeah. Okay. This uh, is starting to become a little bit more clear now. The dog had a 1% chance of survival, but doctors at the veterinary clinic treated Scout with aggressive chemotherapy and radiation that nearly eradicated his tumor. Um, McNeil was so grateful that he took out the ad, a 30 second spot called lucky dog that opens with scout running on a beach and tells the story of his survival. Hmm. 
The spot encourages viewers to donate to the veterinary school's research. Now, I don't want to get cynical here. Could have just given them $6 million directly. You know? I was just sitting here thinking, I'm so glad he spent $6 million thanking the veterinary hospital yeah. and not, I don't know, paying for right. other dogs or even better, little kids yeah. to get cancer treatment. Well, it's like, and I've said this before, it's like when you see like really super rich people talking about how we need to redo the taxes in this country to benefit the poor. And I'm always like, just cut us a check, man. <laughs> like, just write us all a check. Yeah. Yes. Like, let's not worry. You have a billion dollars. Just give me a few million. Yeah. I'm fine. You know? Anyway, so the dean of the school told uh, WMTV that the ad is good for veterinary medicine as a whole and for cancer research that can also benefit humans. Uh, he said it's an amazing opportunity, not only for the University of Wisconsin-Madison and the School of Veterinary Medicine, but for veterinary medicine worldwide. Uh, research into animal cancer also often informs how doctors understand cancer in people, he also said. So it's mutually beneficial for humans and canines. Right. And McNeil said he hopes the spot does some good. I hope it has some positive impact on cancer for animals and people all over the world. If the Super Bowl airs mm-hmm. and they watch this commercial, yeah, and they get, I don't know, like seven million, eight yeah. million, nine million dollars, I will apologize. Right, they get way more donations than they could have just got him giving them them right. the money. Yeah, then I'm like, okay, well, I I get it, you know, right. it makes sense. Well, I'm all, ultra- but if they don't get at least you know six million yeah. from this. Yes, uh, I want to just, you know, smack him upside the head. Well, <laughs> you know? like I said, I'm ultra woke on this and he is using this as a promo for his company. A hundred percent guaranteed. Yes. There's going to be some weather tech branding somewhere along the line in this commercial, you know? And it's, they said that the dog was the mascot for his company. Yeah. And I suppose that he does love his dog because he didn't just, you know, my my first thought would have been like, well, I guess I just got to go get another corgi or whatever. Right. That's what I was going to say. Like, I can't afford aggressive radiation treatment for my dog. Yes. For our cat, Julius the Wonder Cat, greatest cat that ever lived. We had Julius the Wonder Cat for 16 years. We went on vacation one time, like a weekend trip. This is before we had kids to uh, the beach. And, of course, you can just leave a cat, you know, like open mm-hmm. up enough food. And so we come home and he's like deathly sick. This is on a Sunday. So we call a vet. And everything, we have to go up there. They do all this stuff, keep him at the vet for like a week, doing everything. And then they call and we're like, hey, Julius is better come pick him up. So I go to pick him up, and the lady's like, that's going to be $450. <laughs> and I looked straight in the eye, and I was like, if you would have told me this when we brought him, we would have had to put him down. Like, <laughs> right. you know, now i got to put this on a credit card. <laughs> this is, I love my cat, but I don't love him as much as I love a $450. That's cruel to say, but I couldn't afford it at the time, you know? Yeah. Not to mention, if you want a cat, go get one. They're yeah. free. Yeah. Well, yeah, for the most part, you can find a cat. Not a cat like Julia's. Which is why when behind our old house, I don't know if the new people who bought it listen to the thing. There's an Indian mound out there that I built <laughs> yes. when I buried Julius. It has like a whole mosaic of pottery on the top and everything. The cat was a legend. So <laughs> I love the cat, but not four hundred fifty dollars <laughs> worth. Right. Yeah. Especially at that time. Like we didn't even have like a how couch. Much did, 
How much did you spend on Julius's tomb? Uh, just effort. <laughs> you know, I mean, that's all it was. Dirt's free. Exactly. You know? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So, but I'm sure this guy's going to do a lot of good for veterinary science, and that's not a bad thing. I also, think, I just hope it's at least six million dollars a good because that's what you spent. Yeah, on right. a Super Bowl commercial. Me, to me, could have just given them six million. <laughs> yes. I mean, very simple, right? Right. And that would have been a good thing to do, but. I guess I can't tell anybody how to spend their money. No, I can't tell anybody how to spend their money, but no. I can be suspicious of someone's motivations. Exactly. Well, as yeah. I am right now. I am too. I am too. <laughs> and I, I'm, I'm an animal lover, you know? Yes. I just want to go on the record. I'm an animal lover. I love animals and I don't want any of them to suffer or anything. Right. But I also understand that a guy who's got a business here and has plopped down $6 million, he's going to get some promo for his business during the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. You know, WeatherTech sales are about to go up. Well, I don't know. This may get cut out of the episode, but how funny would it be if he ended up just getting a bunch of emails saying you could have just gave that money to <laughs> right. the hospital? <laughs> right. Right. Exactly. Just give it directly to the hospital. Well, or spend one million dollars on Facebook ads, yeah, and right. show everybody the exact same thing, and give yeah. that other five million to the hospital. Oh, you telling me a dog ad about save this dog's life getting saved is not going to go viral? You know, <laughs> yes. I mean, for a fraction of the cost, you could get the same amount of exposure. Yep, you know, yep. dogs are huge on the internet. People love dogs, so. I don't know. I mean, just saying, guy, you you may want to consult me and Tiny in the future. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And we can help animals and grow your business, too. Yeah. Yeah. So, Absolutely. And we're accepting advertisers as we speak. So mm-hmm. I'm down for a weather tech partnership. Somebody link us up with this guy. <laughs> you know, John, do you do you ever talk to teens online? <laughs> um, Frequently. <laughs> Frequently, do you trust teenagers? No, but let's <laughs> hold on. Time out. Let's talk a little bit about an event that happened this week. Uh, Tiny graphic design and Photoshop <laughs> is his passion. Photoshopped my face on an attractive anime character, right? <laughs> yes, huge news in the Facebook. Like we talked, if you listen to last week's episode, right? That was the plan. Yeah, to get to, me to go to the moon, <laughs> to get right. John to the moon. Yes. yes. If you hadn't heard it, you have to go back and download, and listen to it to understand. That picture was huge, a lot of traction with it. <laughs> yes. So my son sends me a message, and apparently it's getting shared around in his little <laughs> uh, youth group from churches uh, group chat message that they have. <laughs> so, so yeah, I've been influencing teens online for a long time. Yes. That's all I want to say. Okay, yes. you might be a little awkward tomorrow at church. Yeah, we did have another uh, Miss Bonnie, wonderful lady, uh, happens to be in our Facebook group. She appeared to not approve of the picture. You know. But yeah, I stand by that picture. That yeah. picture was very classy. It was tasteful. It was very tasteful. Yeah. It's art. Okay. Yes. That is art. And uh, I'm planning on getting it tattooed on my chest so Deidre has to look at it when we make love. Okay. Uh, Lucky her. That's right. Exactly. Lucky her. Yeah. <laughs> well, anyway, there's an Alabama man. He lives in Gunnersville. Okay. And he was arrested. After a group of teens 
set up their own to catch a predator oh, sting no. on the guy. Oh, no. <laughs> yes. Okay. I don't know this person, by the way. <laughs> I don't either. Yeah. I will say, if you go to the show notes and click the link, he looks like what you would think he would look like. Yeah. I don't even have to see his picture. <laughs> yes. I know. I know exactly what he looks like. Anyway, here, uh, police in Gunnersville have arrested a 22-year-old man after local teens set up their own version of To Catch a Predator. <laughs> According to our news partners at the Advisor Gleam, Nicholas Black is charged with traveling to meet a child for an unlawful sex act, electronic solicitation of a child, and transmitting obscene material to a child. Wow. Nicholas Black? I know some Blacks. Okay. Well, I do. Maybe I grew you up do. with them. Maybe you, know? you do know him. He may be related to them. There's a bunch of Blacks in Fed. <laughs> you know? Yeah. That's a last name, by the way. We're not talking race. Right. I just want to point that out. Yeah. Last name Black. There's a right. record service. You know, yeah, Black's right. record Black's service. Black's record service. Yes. Yeah, I grew up with all, with all of them. Casey, shout out to Casey. I don't know if he listens, but I wish he would. Well, anyway, Gunnersville Police Chief Jim Peterson says that the department found out about an online video posted to YouTube showing Black meeting a group of teens at a local bar. Since you said that, I feel like I should say this is a white dude. Yeah. <laughs> you know, okay. You're probably yeah. already picturing yeah. a white dude. Yeah, no. I don't definitely, <laughs> I, I don't know any African-Americans <laughs> named Black. No. You know? All the ones I know are white guys, right? <laughs> Or white people. Yeah. Yeah. How are the teens in the bar? That's the question I have. <laughs> I, I don't know. It's yeah. good, that is a good Maybe question. Maybe it's an all ages like thing or something. I don't know. Maybe it was a bar at like a Texas Roadhouse or yeah, something. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Like the Applebee's, the local Applebee's up in Gunnersville. Anyway, the teens claimed that they had posed as a young girl and arranged the meeting. We had to have raw video as the YouTube video is not admissible as evidence, Chief Peterson said. The police tracked down the people who filmed the video. They dug deeper and then issued arrest warrants against Black. Chief Peterson said that it is possible that Black had contacted other underage girls. If so, the police department would like them to come forward and make a statement. Okay. And so now he he's been arrested. I don't know. It doesn't say if he's out or not, but he's he's got a court date. He's yeah. waiting on a court date. Well, he's about to have to put a sign in his yard on Halloween. Yeah. Wow. Um, Can't say he didn't deserve it. Right. Well, know. I want to congratulate these teens and their vigilante <laughs> justice and their budding career in selling Molly to people. Yeah. Yes. It's going to be great for them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, you know, my friends and I, we did a lot of fun stuff growing up. Never once. Never caught we, a predator. Yeah, never once did we think to catch a, a predator, you know? Right. Man, missed out. Mostly bonfires in a, yeah. in a field or something like that. You know, that's what we kind of did. We were talking before the show about this guy. Yeah. And I would just like to say, I am suspicious that just again, now I don't know this guy. I've only seen his mugshot here, <laughs> but. He looks like the guy who would show up to a empty field, a cow pasture at midnight because the cheerleading captain had told him she wanted to meet him there and like make out with him. Right. And he believed it and uh-huh. showed up there while all the, all the other popular kids are just laughing. So I just searched Nicholas Black on Facebook just to see. Yeah. There's a Nicholas Black from Fayette, by the way. <laughs> Is he currently in uh, Gunnersville? No, I don't think so. He looks really young. He doesn't look like. Oh no, that that's not him. That's dude. not the most. Yeah. No, that's a different. Yeah, unless I'm that looking was, now, unless that was him five years ago. I yeah. don't know. Well, that, that picture was from from uh, January. So so uh, no, that's yeah, not recent. Him. I don't see a Nicholas Black from from Gunnersville. I was to see if we had any mutual friends. You know, although we might could uh, share this article around and maybe start a rumor that it is that same Nicholas Black. <laughs> 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 Maybe that ruin that kid's life. 
Look, wouldn't that be funny? Having known the black family, we don't want to get on the wrong side of them. All right. Yes. They're all good people, but they're very loyal to each other. So, uh, yeah, we don't want to get on the wrong side of them. Let that be a listen to you that teenagers will lie. You know, in case you didn't know that out there, if you were the parent of one like I am, they will not tell the truth sometimes. Right. Just, they can't help it, you know? Yeah. I, and I would prefer my child. To not lure a predator anywhere. Ever. In case the predator, I don't know, decides to, to yeah. predate yeah. something. Decides to do predator stuff. <laughs> yes. You know, you get yourself in a bad situation. You got to leave this up to the professionals like Chris Hansen. Right. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. Which is, those shows were so wild. Those to catch a predator shows. <laughs> they were. I mean, they were wild. And people, it was almost. Never like, before have I felt like crime was such a funny thing to watch yeah, on right. reality TV. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing. Like, people, went, it was like appointment television. People would talk about it at work the next day. And then, like, if you take a step back and you're like, hey, what are we, what are we, like, celebrating here <laughs> laughing at and stuff? Yes. Like, this is not cool at all. These people were coming to do some bad stuff here. And we're all, did you see that dude walk in? He didn't even have a shirt on or whatever, you know? <laughs> then there was that one dude they busted, and then they busted him two hours later. Yeah, and right. They just did it to him again? Yeah. And some of those guys were like borderline <laughs> mentally handicapped, if not, you know? I feel like To Catch a Predator was a good thing. Yeah. But then they got smarter, so. Right. <laughs> Yes. Um, well, you know, let's move on here because <laughs> I don't want to get myself in trouble talking about predators <laughs> or anything like that. Not, wait a minute. <laughs> I'm not a predator in any way. I only like to have sex with old women. Okay. That's, that's me right there. Okay. Right. And by old women, I mean not, well, my wife's not old. I'm just going to shut up talking <laughs> right here and let's move on to the next story. Okay. <laughs> okay. Another animal story. We're animal lovers here <laughs> on our show. PETA, everybody loves PETA. They love animals too, apparently, yeah. except the ones that they put down at alarming rates. I'm not a huge fan of PETA. Okay. I'm just going record. Uh, well, PETA calls for Puxatawney Phil to retire and be replaced with an AI robot for Groundhog Day. Of course they do. So PETA is contributing to the AI takeover of humanity. <laughs> yes. All right. Peter's calling for Pennsylvania's most famous groundhog to retire and be replaced with an animatronic version ahead of Groundhog Day 2020. This is the day before Groundhog Day, mm -hmm. right, that we're recording this. And uh, you're going to have a tough time getting a, a animatronic <laughs> be uh, beaver, not beaver, uh, groundhog, groundhog in place in time. The animal rights organization wrote a letter. They're big on writing letters, too. Well, they will send out a letter left and right down yeah. over at PETA. Like, whoever the, is in charge of the letter department at PETA, he is turning out some production here. You know, <laughs> yes. give that guy a raise. Or lady. So they wrote a letter to the Puxatawney Groundhog Club. Didn't even know that was a thing. It'd be cool to be a part of the Groundhog Club. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that it was time to change the decade-old tradition in which Puxatawney Field predicts weather and whether we would see an end to early winter or get a spring mm -hmm. or, uh, or an extended winter. The top hat-wearing members of the club who handle Field bring him out and reveal the animal's forecast every February 2nd in the town of Puxatawney, located 85 miles northeast of Pittsburgh. The legend says if the furry rodent sees his shadow, there will be six more weeks of winter. And if not, spring comes early. Right. Accurate is always accurate. <laughs> Never at once been wrong. Okay. <laughs> right. 
Thousands of people gather for the annual event, which has taken place as far back as the late 1800s. Now, Phil normally lives in a man-made zoo that is climate-controlled and light-regulated and is connected to the Puxatawney Memorial Library, according to the Puxatawney Groundhog Club's website. Mm-hmm. So he's got pretty pretty good digs. Yes. Down here, most groundhogs live in the kudzu. You know, <laughs> yeah. if you want to find some groundhogs, they're going to be in the kudzu. When Phil is dragged out of his hole and held up to flashing lights and crowds, he has no idea what's happening PETA President Ingrid Newkirk wrote, relegated to the library habitat, quote unquote. Which, yeah, I would like to ask this person, did you interview Phil? <laughs> like, did he tell you all this? For the other, when he's regulated to his library habitat for the other days of the year, uh, it doesn't allow him or the other groundhog there to dig, burrow, or forage. It's no kind of life for these animals. Also, I'd like to say they're not getting picked up by a hawk. You know, too. Yes. You know, just how just cool that, right. that we put them in a climate controlled habitat and feed them three squares a day where they don't have to forage and, right. and fend for their food and fight off predators trying to pick them up and carry them off and feed them to their young. So, Miss Newkirk goes on here and says, An AI feel would renew interest in Puxatani, generating a great deal of buzz, much like uh, Sony's robot dog, Abo. Abo? Do you know of that? It would generate so much buzz that it would be just like this other robotic dog that neither one of us have ever yeah. heard of. And I don't know how to pronounce it. She goes on to say that dog walks, plays, misbehaves, and responds to commands. Who wants a robot dog that misbehaves? Yeah, right. If I've got a robot dog, yeah. that thing better be perfect. Yeah, I want it to do everything, you know. Uh, I want it to search the internet. I want to ask it questions. Lure in predators. <laughs> Uh, by creating an AI field, you could keep Puxatani at the center of Groundhog Day, but in a much more progressive way. The organization also suggests that the younger generation isn't as captivated by the Groundhog Day tradition. Probably true. That's Never probably saw. true, but I know how to fix it. Show them the Bill Murray movie? Well, remake it. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you don't get a remake. That movie's perfect. That movie is perfect, but yeah. we're talking about the next generation. But it doesn't matter, man. Like, you don't remake <laughs> Citizen Kane, right? Because it's a perfect movie. Why haven't anyone? Why hasn't anyone? Because ever it's great as it stands. You know. You know that's not. You're that the great problem movie. with Hollywood, Tiny. You want to remake everything. We get no new ideas, no new creative uh, juices flowing. We're just remaking stuff. All right, repackaging it, throwing you know a new logo out there so you can sell more merch. All right. You gotta at least do it. You're a you're a you're a Hollywood sheeple. All you need right. to at least do a HD remaster. <laughs> okay, I will allow that. <laughs> so uh, he says, uh, today's young people are born into a world of terabytes, or she says, and to them, watching a nocturnal rodent being pulled from a fake hole isn't even worthy of a text message. This generation, whose members book rides on their smartphones and will never walk into a bank to deposit a check. Uh, they are ignoring the nation's fastest changing demographics, which will might as well prove the end of Groundhog Day. Now, I'll say I have never been fascinated with Groundhog Day either, and I'm much older than the people she's talking about. But I'm thankful to Groundhog Day because oh, yeah? it gave us a excellent movie. classic yeah. Bill Murray comedy. That's true. Called Groundhog Day. So I will forever be grateful to Groundhog Day true. for the movie. Yeah. And we have a groundhog in Birmingham, you know, that they do this too, right? I didn't know that. Yeah, of course. I didn't even know. Birmingham. 
No original ideas ever. <laughs> just trying to glom onto the Groundhog Day. Well, maybe we should quit because we get early spring every year. What I'm saying is Birmingham, <laughs> this is true, Birmingham <laughs> needs to just rock and roll with an AI Groundhog. Just, <laughs> just uh, I don't know of another way to put it. Just cuck them out of, cuck Poxitani <laughs> out of the Groundhog Day tradition. No, we know? need something new. We need to, we need, uh, you like pull the Groundhog out of the hole and if he sees his shadow, Nick yeah. Saban is going to win another national championship. <laughs> this year uh, we need our own thing my thing about uh, old Puxatawney feel here you yeah. know is how is he not biting you know like groundhogs can get a little aggressive but he's tame he's been he this is his job he knows how to do he his knows job what he's doing he's like yes. on the gravy train like let me just come out you know got work one day a year <laughs> yes. yeah looks cute uh, for the cameras yeah and like uh I don't get the the Groundhog Day hype at all. Right. You know, some people are really into it. I guess Yankees and stuff because it's up there <laughs> in like their territory or something. But down here, it's not that big a deal. Well, it feels weird that it's fallen on me to defend Groundhog Day. But once again, <laughs> there was a Bill Murray movie True. about Groundhog Day. Yeah, but that <laughs> be that as it may. <laughs> all right. That does not justify any of the prior hype that led up to Bill Murray making that movie. Right. No, but it justifies 100% of the hype following it. And just to point out, next week in Alabama here, it's going to be in the 60s and 70s all week. So yeah. So we don't even need a groundhog. So I can already tell you what he's going to say. What's our, do, what's our groundhog's name? Birmingham's groundhog. Like Birmingham Bob or something. <laughs> Birmingham Bob. This is something yeah. they do at the zoo. I don't even think, like, probably what nobody is it? If you see up. your shadow... Early spring, or if you, you see your see, shadow six more weeks of winter. All right, if you see if he sees his shadow, he like runs back in his hole, and it's going to be six more weeks of winter. Oh, he never sees his shadow. Yeah, I guess not. Yeah. I don't know. Especially this dude because they're like holding him by the nape of the neck, like <laughs> some dude in a top hat standing up there with him. He's just probably well. Yeah. That's just how his mama picked him up when he was a little bitty pup. <laughs> I would like to know how how many times he's peed on somebody. <laughs> you know. What does that mean? I don't know. Does yeah, that mean like, a, a rainy we're going to have a rainy winter or a rainy spring. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I would like to know the stats on that. Hmm. So, and I, I would imagine, I don't know, I don't know if this is true, but I know how gamblers are. There is a gambling line somewhere on what's going to happen and people yeah. are betting on it. And right. That's probably going to generate interest. That's really probably the only reason the WNBA exists is for degenerate gamblers. Probably the only reason that, uh, People are still even remotely in the Puxatawney field, too. How do we know if he even sees his shadow? I mean, do we ask him? Yeah, I know. I don't know. <laughs> you know? I don't know. That's what I think. Cause I was I've so... always thought that. They hold him up. Yeah. And then uh, how do they... <laughs> how do they know? No clue. No clue. <laughs> no clue. But I, I'm not for replacing with an AI groundhog. Right. You just don't. Because it's only going to be a matter of time for that AI groundhog right. decides he doesn't need people. Well, one thing we know is you don't need to go screwing around with the weather. Right. <laughs> right. Okay. Climate change is already what it is. <laughs> and you don't want to get computers involved in that. <laughs> right. The carbon footprint of field is probably pretty small, you know, <laughs> and AI is going to be much larger. That's you know? a good point. I mean, all the stuff they had to uh, mine to put together his microchips and everything and then charging him. Yeah. That, you know, that power comes from coal plants. Exactly. You know, yeah. So. so, yeah, I mean, this is probably as much more less negative impact on the environment to have a real groundhog. I just ultra woke Peter right there. <laughs> Somebody let them know. Okay, I'm saving the world. Yeah. We're saving the world by keeping an animal in captivity. Bottom line. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. 
So climate change solved today on Earth Oddity. And if you haven't seen the movie Groundhog Day, go watch it. It's yeah, good. surely. If I've seen that movie, everybody's <laughs> seen that movie. You know, yes. there's nobody listening to this that hadn't seen that. This next story, I want to give everyone a fair warning. This may be 100% fake news. Okay. Okay. Because <laughs> it does come from BuzzFeed. All right. Okay. <laughs> this is like a top 25, you know, things that you love. Number 17 is going to blow you away or whatever. <laughs> no. Okay. It's not, it's not one of those. But it was funny, and I wanted to talk about it, so I, I did it anyway. All right. Facebook won't remove this woman's butthole oh. as a business page. Okay. <laughs> All right. Is she making money with it? No, she's not. Oh, okay. This is in quotes here. Okay, this is Facebook's. If you went to the page, this is what it would say. Okay. This unofficial page was created because people on Facebook have shown interest in this place or business. It's not affiliated with or endorsed by anyone associated with Samantha Ray Anna Jesperson's butthole. <laughs> <laughs> Samantha Ray Anna Jesperson sounds mighty popular. Okay. It says here. Samantha Jesperson never wanted her butthole to be the first thing that came up when someone Googled her name. <laughs> but to her horror. That's wild, because I've always wanted that when people Google me. <laughs> wow. Okay. But to her horror, she discovered Samantha Ray Ann Jesperson's butthole, a Facebook business page, was the very first result. <laughs> the fact that it's a business page makes it so no. good. <laughs> <laughs> the page was created in 2012. When she was only 15 years old, but Jesperson, now 23 and a professional banker, didn't discover it until 2015. Oh, no. <laughs> Her reaction was, WTF? How did this happen? She told BuzzFeed News. BuzzFeed. <laughs> BuzzFeed. <laughs> yes. Look at her picture here. <laughs> I mean, I'm going to cut this out, but she looks like she'd be open for business. <laughs> yeah, right. That's a good joke. No, we need to get that one in there. I'll ask it later on. There's a note on the door that says, go around back. <laughs> <laughs> Entrance in rear. <laughs> anyway, oh, I got to pull it together. Oh. <sighs> Jesperson had no idea how the page was created. She didn't make it herself, and she doesn't know anyone who would have made it on her behalf. To date, the air quotes here business of Jesperson's butthole has no reviews, although it invites them. How does okay. it not have reviews? That's what I was thinking. How many check-ins are there? <laughs> yeah. you know? And there's no stories that have been added to it. Uh, Jesperson posted to Reddit's r slash legal advice this week for help getting it removed. Some users suggested that perhaps some friends had created an interest in her butthole <laughs> on their own Facebook profiles as a joke, and this triggered a page to be created automatically. The exact street address of the so-called business isn't listed, but the pin on the map shows the precise location of her former home. Fortunately, her and her family no longer live there. What has really vexed Jesperson is that she's been unable to get it taken down. Since she discovered the page in 2015, she's reported it several times, but Facebook has said that it isn't a violation of its community standards. Oh. <laughs> now, in parentheses, Facebook removed the page after this article was published. I was, saying, I was so, looking for it right now. Can't find it. As soon as this article hit the internet, Facebook was like, okay, well, now we got to remove it. 
Since it's a business page, there is an option to claim it as your own, which would allow her to take it down. She tried that as well, but Facebook asked her for her phone number to send a code, but she was unable to get it to work. Huh. So face somebody at Facebook thought it was funny too, you know, <laughs> as of press time, Facebook has not returned a request for comment. Imagine that. Right. So what you're telling me is Samantha Ray, Anna Jesperson's butthole <laughs> isn't open for business. <laughs> Apparently not. Okay. All right. Though her butthole business page hasn't resulted in any personal repercussions, she does worry about the possibility. Quote, I feel like if anybody found it, it would probably feel way too weird to talk to me about it, she said. And if I didn't get a job over it, they probably wouldn't call me and say, hey, we found this page about your butthole and we're not going to hire you. <laughs> Good point. Yeah. Nevertheless, her years long battle has been somewhat frustrating. I feel like I should have been able to get it removed based off the fact that it was my real name and I was underage and it had my old dress. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's and it is down now. Apparently, if there's a page on Facebook and you want it taken down because it's about something very personal yeah. to you, right? Uh, the way you get it, take it down, is you get BuzzFeed to post an article on the internet about it. Well, no one notify BuzzFeed of John Long's humongous penis <laughs> Facebook page. <laughs> yeah. I've been doing really well with that. All right, been doing really well. <laughs> what kind of reviews does it have? Uh, five stars, by the way. <laughs> five stars. Uh, been reviewed once. Okay. Done very well. By Agent P. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> well, I feel sorry for that girl. That's not. No. That's no joke. I mean, we're laughing. Matter. That's no joke. It is kind of funny. Right? 100% funny. Right. But I am glad that it's finally yeah. taken down. And but for her, yeah. And, and I hope that. that this didn't like cause any repercussions. Yeah. Like, she didn't have to suffer the embarrassment of somebody asking her about it or anything yeah yeah hey uh saw your butthole page up on <laughs> facebook the other day got a sponsored ad for it <laughs> i didn't see a menu <laughs> <laughs> yeah so anyways good for her now um uh, a big news story this week has been the coronavirus, right? right. Now, Which, that's that virus you get from drinking the beer, right? Right, yeah. <laughs> what is it? Dos Equis is like through the roof, you know, <laughs> yes. this, this week. At least until the Dos, Equis, the Dos Equis virus hits. Everyone is afraid of the coronavirus, right? Right. I have purposely remained ignorant on it, so I wouldn't be afraid, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So I don't know a whole lot about it. Uh-huh. Uh, but apparently, it's it's a big deal. So, I don't know why we're calling it the coronavirus and not the Kung flu. <laughs> I like that. That's good. Well, a Costco sample stand worker turned away a kid wearing a face mask because she thought he was from China and could give her the coronavirus. <laughs> well, probably could. <laughs> okay. So a man in Washington state. Which big Washington State show this week yeah. with, uh, with our Molly selling superhero in this, uh, said his wife and eight year old son who were browsing a food sample stand at Costco were told to quote, get away over fears of coronavirus or coronavirus, coronavirus that originated in Wuhan, China. Devin Cabanilla told Insider that he and his family were out for lunch and decided to stop by for some groceries. His son was wearing a face mask when he and Cabanilla's wife went to the sample stand. Now, I just want to say right here, Cabanilla doesn't sound like a very Asian name. 
No, you know? no. Long sounds more Asian than Cabanilla, <laughs> right? Well, that's a uh, Mandarin for dragon, right? That's right. Yeah, no, it's one of the most popular surnames in China. Mm-hmm. Long is so. Me, so me and all my Asian brethren, <laughs> let's unite here. Cabanilla said that the worker at the sample station, who was not a Costco employee, asked whether they were from China before telling them to go away because she was afraid of getting the virus. It's mighty bold, you know? (laughs) Yeah. So Cabanilla said he reported the incident to a nearby supervisor and reached out to Costco's CEO, and he also posted about the experiences on Twitter, of course, where you would logically go and post about something like this. This is what he put. Ugh. At Costco, food sample lady told kid to get away because he may be from China and was worrying about getting infected, he tweeted. Sad my boy has to receive racial stereotyping, he continued. Ironically, mass makes him safer to be around. Told a store super he was cool to hear us. Did That's she- a wild <laughs> tweet right there. That was like written <laughs> by someone who doesn't have a grasp of the English language. Last night, uh, I was trying to meet somebody. I was trying to get something off of Facebook Marketplace. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you've dealt a lot any with that or whatever. Some people, Briefly, yeah. Why do you have to decode? Why do you have to sit <laughs> right. down yeah. and decode people's text messages? Right. It's no. so cryptic. We well, need to get a better handle on this texting thing. Cam Newton, yeah, uh, you know Cam Newton. Oh yeah, of course. A quarterback for the Panthers played at Auburn, won the Heisman Trophy. Everything he posts on like Instagram or Twitter or anything like that, you need a secret decoder ring to read. <laughs> he uses emojis as like words. It's the craziest thing ever. I've gotten to where I won't read anything just because <laughs> right. it hurts my brain so much. Yes. It is wild. And I would like to just have a conversation with Cam and be like, look, bud, like send your stuff to me. Yeah. I'll redo it. Now I'm going to put commas in the wrong place. I will <laughs> misuse parentheses and semicolons and all that, but, but you'll I'll be make, able to read it. But yeah. I'll make full complete right. sentences. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Cavanilla here said that he wasn't particularly worried about the virus, even though he strapped up his son with a mask <laughs> before they went out in public. But not really worried. Okay. Well, it's that, because he just had no surgery, right? Right. And that he was worried worried that an outbreak like this would cause people to be suspicious of asian americans Mm -hmm. all right have seen that before seen people complaining about people negatively stereotyping asian americans over this virus okay so that's not cool nobody wants that uh one thing uh that is in the back of my mind is that someone asian is being judged in public right now he said in general people are going to have assumptions or be casually careful around asian people I feel like that's a legitimate concern. Well, the good news is uh, as this virus spreads and more people catch it, that will yeah. eventually be yeah. less and less a stereotype right? Yeah. because we'll all have it. Yeah, right. We're all going to get it. Yeah. We're all dying. This is the plague that I've been praying for, right? <laughs> it, it could be. Yeah. While I sit in traffic in the afternoons. Now, I mean, I had my fingers crossed when the swine flu came. <laughs> Apparently, that was just a flash in the pan. Right. But yeah. maybe this one will stick around. Yeah. We'll see. I have browsed some conspiracy that this may be a man-made viral oh, weapon I'm, that Yes, I'm got sure. Loose. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Good. Then we're all going to die. All right. Well, everybody knows that Wu-Chan is the city where they... <laughs> is uh, it Wu-Chan? Because I got a Wuhan, I think. Yeah. Is it Wuhan? I have no idea what it's called. It's, I've, I've never heard it pronounced. It sounds like something you would get on at, down at uh, Chang's restaurant <laughs> on uh, Farland. No, yes. Yeah, McFarland. Yeah, McFarland. 
Yeah. Yeah. Wu Chan. Wu Chan. Everyone knows where that's where the Umbrella Corporation is, and that's where they're <laughs> developing bioweapons. Yeah. They got the T virus, the G virus. Well, now they've got coronavirus, right. which, again, I wish everybody would call the Kung Flu. <laughs> and let me just state to the owners of Chang, since Libby is friends with Ivy, your daughter, we meant nothing by our comments and oh i love change it's dis- delicious disavow any negative <laughs> blowback that may bring you before we get some sort of season to see us later all right you said Libby's friends with their daughter yeah ivy yeah can she get me a coupon ivy will serve <laughs> you when you go in there well, you talk about they put them kids to work and their other friend <laughs> or his older sister is in thomas's grade i think or maybe okay. hudson's grade yeah they both working in there all the time and they're great love them love them we love to force Thomas to eat there because he doesn't eat anything but like chicken nuggets. They don't have anything like that on the menu. <laughs> My son loves their noodles. Oh, yeah. Their noodles are great. But apparently, he can't have their noodles anymore because their noodles have gluten in them. Oh. And according to my mother-in-law, gluten like transforms Eli into the Hulk. He oh. becomes like a horrible kid. Wow. I had a really... It has nothing to do with just his behavior and that, hey, you need to quit acting <laughs> acting out. No, it's because he ate these noodles <laughs> ate with gluten. gluten in them. Okay. Yeah. That may or may not be true. I don't know. <laughs> but I had a um, really great conversation with Eli Wednesday night when I went to pick up Libby. I came home from work that night and he told me that y'all yeah. had a conversation. Well, we talked for probably 15 minutes since Libby <laughs> wasn't through like coloring or whatever and the right. youth weren't done so i just hung out with we talked about plants versus zombies favorite colors all kind of stuff yeah it was really great loved he, it i came home that night i kid you not he was super excited and he yeah. told me he says you know your friend john yeah. and i was like you're talking about uh john long from church he's like oh yeah the guy you do the the podcast with <laughs> and i was like yeah he said he said he's going to come over to our house and we're going to play uh plants versus zombies battle for neighborville yeah. together yeah he invited me over and i was like maybe i will one day <laughs> i was so, like sounds fun yeah yeah so maybe we need to set that up sometime <laughs> yeah. i'm sure tara would not want me hanging around your y'all children could, very long <laughs> y'all could stream it <laughs> Like a Twitch stream. He <laughs> yes. said he has a YouTube channel. Well, he's he's got plans for a YouTube okay. channel. All right, all right. At some point, it needs to be a thing. But yeah. he 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 wants to do a YouTube channel so bad. So well, Libby had one, but I think we forgot the password. Oh, really? And she would do like slime making videos, and it would get like five views, and she thought it was the greatest thing in the world. Right. And then finally, I was like, this didn't make us any money. Let's just kind of drop this. All right. <laughs> like, I think the kid YouTube craze has already peaked. We breached a bubble. So you missed Well, Eli's wanting to bring it back. So yeah. keep an eye out for Sullivan Circus. Well, I keep trying to get Libby to, like, record a song with me. Like, me play the guitar and her singing something. Yeah. And that they go viral. And she won't do it. She won't do it. Yeah. Well, well all right. Back to the story. Anyway. Anyway, <laughs> Costco worker, you're probably wrong. All right. You're definitely <laughs> wrong for this. Asian guy. Uh, who has a non-Asian sounding name, maybe be able to lighten up a little bit too. And let's mm-hmm. all just get along with our lives. All right, next up, big story here. This comes from worldnewsdailyreport.com, trusted yes. news source. Definitely I- not fake. Yeah, no, 100%. <laughs> Irish midget accused of posing as a leprechaun to extort sex from 26 women in exchange for pot of gold. Well, I agree with Scott E. when this was up in the group. They buried the lead here. <laughs> you should have said it actually works. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> uh, a three foot and four inches tall Irishman was arrested this morning for allegedly taking advantage of credulous women. And that should probably say naive women uh, <laughs> by posing as a leprechaun and extorting sexual favors in exchange for a fictional pot of gold hidden at the end of a rainbow. 
29-year-old Connor O'Byrne was arrested this morning at his Dublin residence, the Garda Siochana, by the National Police. According to the police spokesman, Seamus Murphy, Mr. O'Byrne used a rather unusual stratagem to cheat both tourists and naive locals out of sexual <laughs> favors from him. The victims all said he dressed up like a leprechaun and said he had a huge pot of gold, uh, a, fill, a huge pot filled with gold and coins hidden at the end of a rainbow that he was willing to offer for sex. <laughs> I mean, in America, we just use engagement rings for that, right? <laughs> right. Uh, surprisingly, the rather far-fetched scam fooled dozens of gullible women. <clears throat> no. 26 victims have already filed complaints with Garda, but investigators believe the real number of victims could be over 200. That He had a nice little racket going here. <clears throat> Many of these women were extremely naive and vulnerable. Some even cried when we were when we told them that leprechauns don't really exist. Now, don't ask the people... <laughs> Don't ask the people down in Mobile, because, you know, they all sell the leprechaun down there. Everybody knows that video. While searching through his house, the police found six different leprechaun costumes, as well as a few ancient gold coins he used to prove the existence of his pot and lure his victims. And I I actually think it might be real. I don't know. Uh, Mr. Connor faces a total of 64 criminal charges, including 26 accusations of embezzlement and 18 charges of sexual abuse and eight charges of fraud. According to investigators, the number of accusations could easily double or even triple over the next few days. If found guilty on all charges, he already faces a sentence of life in prison and a fine of 75,000 pounds. His trial is expected to begin in March at the Dublin Criminal Court of Justice. And if they don't start it on St. Patrick's Day, something is wrong. (laughs) What's his defense going to be? If I was him, my defense would be like, I really am a leprechaun. Yeah. If you're not up on your uh, history, leprechauns yeah. are tricksters. Yeah. So I'm just a tricky leprechaun. If I was his de- attorney. Don't, don't hate the player, hate the yeah. game. <laughs> if I was his attorney, and I'm not sure exactly how English court systems work. I'm sure probably very similar to us since we kind of broke off with them. Uh, but I would, uh, I would try to get as many men as possible on the jury. And then I would stand up in my opening arguments and be like, who among us has not promised <laughs> things in return for sex? Okay. Who among us has not done this? And, uh, and I would ride that wave as long as I could, you know, yes. because I mean, I, I promise like- mowing the yard, <laughs> taking out the trash, <laughs> cleaning up the house. That's all essentially a pot of gold at the end of the rainbow, right? <laughs> that doesn't exist. Yeah, that doesn't exist. It's never going to happen, ever, all right? Look, baby, I will never leave my clothes piled up right by the bed ever again if if we just have a little happy time tonight, you know? That's a pot of gold right there. <laughs> he, so. should, he should stand up and say, I never said I would give him a pot of gold. Yeah, I said right. I would show him me pot of gold, <laughs> and they peeped every bit of it <laughs> yeah so uh in reality this is probably not cool if this even happens all right if it's even a real story right. but it's which even I'm, as a fake one it's too good to pass up yeah i'm skeptical yeah but you know so Earthodity fake news edition yeah not a good not a good thing for this dude to pull but also i would hire him as a salesman today <laughs> i mean 
I would hire him as a salesman. And some women are just attracted to little people, you know? Oh, yeah. I mean, I suppose. Yeah, there's a whole TLC show about it, I'm sure. Mm -hmm. You know, so maybe this is just an excuse for them to explore their desires. Taste the rainbow. (laughs) 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 There's a lucky charm suggestion there, too. (laughs) Somewhere. Well, John. Okay. I want my foreskin back. Okay. Or not me. Oh, okay. But that's what a group of protesters are claiming, and they're ma- they made a stop in Orlando. Well, I'll say that uh, outside of pineapple on pizza, circumcision has drawn probably the most debate in the Facebook group that I've seen. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. Well, let's talk about it, John. Anti-circumcision protesters stage at Florida Intersection. Okay. So a group of activists wearing clothes with red splotches on the crotch protested circumcision at the corner of a Florida intersection, according to the Bradenton Herald. The bloodstained men staged Monday with signs that read, Circumcision is sexual mutilation, and I want my foreskin back, among <laughs> other slogans. Like I said, it's going to be tough to find a donor. You know? <laughs> yes. It'll be tough to find a donor for that. Photos of the protesters were posted to a popular Facebook group for Bradenton residents, where they garnered hundreds of comments from those both for and against the medical procedure often performed on baby boys. The stop in Bradenton was just one of several events planned across the state in the coming weeks, including one in the University of Central Florida in Orlando on February 6th. According to the Herald, the group advocates for a male's right to decide whether he has his foreskin removed. It should be your choice how much of your penis you get to keep. No one should be tampering with the genitals of children, a spokesman for blood-stained men told the newspaper. Research from the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention indicates that circumcision can reduce the risk of sexually transmitted infections and other health complications. The World Health Organization notes that about 80% of men in America are circumcised, compared to 32% in Canada and 21% in the United Kingdom. Um, so we here we've done it. We've opened Pandora's box. Right. Well, what do you think about this? I mean, well, there are several people who poke their heads out to comment in the Facebook group. <laughs> and uh, I would say that I could think of many other causes to get behind, <laughs> right. you know, yeah. than this. And I know that the big argument is that, well, number one, it's like genital mutilation or whatever, and that it decreases sexual pleasure for mm-hmm. the man. I'm not convinced it does. Though. I don't know if it does or it doesn't, but I would say to most men, imagine being that much bigger of a disappointment to your wife than you are already, you know, <laughs> in bed. So like, be careful what you wish for, basically. <laughs> yeah. Right. You know? Yeah. I just don't, I don't get it. It's never once dawned on me to think about what life would be like with with the top up, you know, <laughs> right? You know? I've been convertible living my whole life. So I don't have any thought about that. And both my boys are observing the covenant too. Right. <laughs> so I've heard no complaints out of them either. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. It just seems like a really weird thing to latch on to, <laughs> you know, to, to want to, to make this your cause in life. You know, it, and again, I just want to be completely honest and uh, and open about this. This whole thing is weird. Yeah. I think the, the fact that we do it is kind of weird. Yeah. And I think the fact that people get upset about doing it is kind of weird, too. Yeah. 
I mean, if you go way back to the Old Testament, Abraham, mm-hmm. you know, God said he wanted to do this as a sign mm-hmm. of the covenant that he made with Abraham. Right. And that this would also be a sign to all the other nations that God had made a covenant with Abraham and his, right. and his people. How so did they know? walking around without pants back then. <laughs> I was about right. to say, yeah. If this is a sign to everybody, yeah. did they not wear pants? Well, maybe that was like a handshake back then. You just like pulled it out and showed them, you know? Yeah. Like, hey, I'm Jewish, you know, or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Right. So I don't know. Because I've wondered that. I'm like, if they did wear clothes back then, how how was this a sign? Were, yeah. were Jewish men not fast swimmers? <laughs> <laughs> Is that how know. they could tell? I, don't, I would say, no, that's not it. Mark Spitz is like one of the greatest Jewish <laughs> athletes ever, right? Uh, but, well, of course. Uh, yeah, I just don't, I, to me, like. Well, I said that backwards. I meant to say were they faster swimmers, but yeah. anyway. Yeah, I got what you were saying. My bad. Yeah. So anyways, I don't know. It's just getting it as an adult, you know, like the people are like, well, you know, I would imagine there's some medical problem issues that would cause that, mm-hmm. you know. Most nobody's getting it done as an adult. So uh, why don't all of these people get a class action lawsuit up against <laughs> their parents or whatever? For, well, now some people do it as an adult, don't they? If well, yeah, I, I would if think they it's pretty Judaism, fair. Yeah, right. Yeah, probably mostly for religious reasons. Yeah, I would imagine, right. like they fell in love with a Jewish girl, or <laughs> right. something. You know, right? Yes. That that would be the reason to do it. And Jewish women like their men streamlined. I guess so. You know, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It's a weird thing to me it for is. people to get fired up about. Yeah. But we're in the age where people want to get fired up about everything. Mm-hmm. And 99, well, I wouldn't say 99, a large percentage of it doesn't really matter. Doesn't really affect anyone's life, you know. And I would never sit here and get mad at my parents because they chose to do something to me as a baby that really doesn't affect me in any way if it was a botched circumcision i might be pretty pissed off yeah that'd be a different story (laughs) right right but what percentage of them are botched i mean i'm i'm sure there's a percentage but i would imagine it's small yeah yeah Yeah, i would think so right Right. like like our jewish brothers and sisters they like do it at home right it's like a like a religious rite or something right I mean, that's kind of weird the way they get it. They do it. I don't know if you know it's, a lot it's about not, it. It's not a doctor doesn't perform it at the hospital. Right. It's like yeah. a bigger thing. Yeah. 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 And a little strange, but <laughs> that's what they do, you yeah. know. And uh, I would think most of your medical professionals, for the most part, they got down pat, right? They're doing them all the time. Well, I would I would hope so. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I would think so. But like, there's not a lot of people walking around going, they messed my goober up, you know? <laughs> yeah, but I would say that that's probably because they don't. they just don't want to advertise that, you know. I would be shouting from the rooftops somebody messed mine up. You there would keep me quiet about it. I'm going to get some compensation. There would be a, a Facebook page, John Long's botched circumcision. <laughs> exactly. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but my doctor, Dr. Sanford, shout out. Dr. Sanford did a great job. Right. Beautiful work. I mean, <laughs> uh, the man is an artist, really, when yes. you think about it. You know, I, I don't have a lot of redeeming qualities, but he did a lot. He did an excellent job. You know? And uh, I thank him for it. Yes. You know? Everyone else who may or may not have had such good work, you may feel a little differently. Should have saw Dr. Sanford at the FET <laughs> clinic where I was born. So, you know. <laughs> We want to thank our sponsor, World Famous Cajun Curl by You Blended Spice, for their support. Check them out at CajunCurl.com. You can order the spice and their Cajun Curl cutter for potatoes all right there on CajunCurl.com. 
It was created on the Elm Bayou in Evangeline Parish, Louisiana, and it is a seasoning that goes on everything. If you like cooking or eating, this is a spice for you. Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice goes well with chicken, beef, pork, groundhog, potatoes, and anything else you can think of putting it on. The spiral potato cutter is absolutely amazing. It's easy to use, it's easy to clean, and it will allow you to make your own chips using the Cajun Curl Spice. Now, if you had a Super Bowl party and you didn't whip up any Cajun Curl chips, then your Super Bowl party was lame. Just it was. lay that out there for everybody. Mm-hmm. On the website, CajunCurl.com, you can not only order the original Bayou Blended Spice and the chip cutter there, but you can find recipes that are mind-blowing. You can locate your nearest retailer or order your own. If your local grocer doesn't carry world-famous Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice, ask them to start stocking it now. Here locally, in our area, it is available at Vowell's Fresh Market on Skyland Boulevard, South's Finest Meats, Parks Mart in downtown Northport, and Piggly Wiggly on Lurling Wallace in Northport. All of their products are made in the USA, so not only do you enjoy the taste of Cajun Curl, but you also feel extremely patriotic while you enjoy your meal. It's all natural, it's low salt, and it has a little kick to it, but it doesn't burn your lips. World-famous Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice. Taste the spice, but not the heat. www.cajuncurl.com. Check them out and use our promo code EOP10. That's EOP and the number 10 to get a 10% discount. Because we ask that you use the spice, but we don't ask you to pay full price. That's right. And my stomach growled while I was reading that, by the way. Nice. If, it, if the microphone picked it up. <laughs> okay. I'll try to get rid of it. No, it's fine. That's we'll authenticity <laughs> in advertising. <laughs> All right, John. We've got a lot of reviews, and we appreciate that. And we've got, man, y'all have been so active in the Facebook group this week. This community, I've se- we've seen it grow and grow and grow, but it seems like this past week it's really just blown up. For this week, yeah, we typically read a review, yeah, but this week we're going to listen to a voicemail. Okay, we got a voicemail. Of John. course, it's the most popular way <laughs> yes. used uh, listeners contact us. All right, I actually haven't listened to this yet, but we're going to listen to it here on the show. I was riddled with cuss words. (laughs) We'll see. Hey, guys. This is Derek Reeves. I've been listening to your podcast every week, and I know that you say nobody ever calls in. So, But um, anyway, I I hear you talking about the show notes, and I don't know how to get to the show notes. So maybe you could kind of tell us how to get there, because I know that there's things there to see and everything, but somehow... Us folks that aren't real savvy on this kind of stuff um, don't know how to do it. So, anyway, all right. I love your podcast. I listen to it, listen to it every week. I listen to it on my, on my way back and forth to Big County, and, and um, I wish you'd do it more than once a week, actually. Anyway, that's about it. Talk to you later. Bye. All right, Derek. All right. <laughs> Thanks for your call. Yeah. I absolutely couldn't hear any of that, just so you know. (laughs) I could not hear a word of it. He was curious how to get to the show notes. Okay. And so this is going to vary. Depending on what depending on what yeah to. depending on what app you're listening to. If you're listening to Apple Podcast, you like swipe up from the bottom when you're playing it. Isn't that correct? There will be a details. If you're if you're listening yeah, on right, Apple Podcasts, right. then if you're if you go to your shows, there'll be a little blue word that says details. You click that, and it brings up the show notes. Yeah. Most all podcatchers out there, there'll be some kind of where you can look at the details of the episode or whatever, and it'll bring up all the links and stuff. So right. 
If you're on CastBox, if you just touch the episode, it'll bring up the show notes. I guess uh, if you have any more problems, just uh, let us know what actual app you're using. Also, just wanted to add editorially that if that fails, you can always look at the show notes on the internet at www.eartheoddity.podbean.com. Yeah, call back and let us know if you have problems. (laughs) Yes. And then he also said that uh, he listens to us going to and from Bibb County. Okay. uh, Listens every week. Wishes we did the show more than once a week. Oh, okay. I know who it is, Derek. I know exactly who it is. What's up, Derek? Yeah. Yeah, he's a long-time listener. He's He's been been from the get-go. Yeah, like he's he's in the single-digit listener number, right? I think he got a pocket knife from us like way back in the day. Yeah, that's right. People forget (laughs) we used to do giveaways. You know, yeah. all these newbies around here don't <laughs> even know what it's like. You should get a pocket knife mail, mailed to you. Yeah. Tiny stole from his grandma or no, something. No, no, no. I stole nothing. My grandmother swiped some pocket <laughs> That's knives. Right. That's right. And exactly we gave right. them out on the show. <laughs> <laughs> Forgot about that. Yeah, she stole the pocket knives. That was back in the good old days. Yeah. Right. Yeah, no, Derek, what's up, man? I was about to say, my, my grandmother, she's a bit of a kleptomaniac. We've had tons of giveaways on the show back in the day when she could still get around. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Derek drives to Bib every day. Yeah. He he works over there in the local government mm-hmm. and uh, you know has a very important role. Don't want to give away too much of his identity, but <laughs> he's a really awesome guy. And we've also, we've gotten, we've picked up several reviews. Uh, yeah. Most of them from uh, people who belong to the NL cast community, the uh, That Story Show. Yeah. That we did. So. Right. Well, that you did. I completely <laughs> forgot about yes. it. Yes. Right. Welcome to every, anyone who's here from uh, no Nobody's Listening or That Story Show. Yeah. Welcome. We've, yeah. We're glad to have you. We're glad to have you for sure. And we're yeah. going to try to have James Kennison on here in the next, uh, hopefully not too much longer. Good. We've just been busy here lately, but yeah. we want to get him on. I know. Our show's just blowing up. <laughs> yes. Well, you got anything else? No, not really. Just want to thank everybody for listening. Um, if you're the praying type out there, where well, there's a chance in the next few weeks uh, we may get another foster kid. So, you know, we appreciate any prayers in that regard um, to help us help him, you know, help it be a smooth transition for him and our family and all that. Um, still kind of up in the air whether that's going to happen or not, but there's a uh, better than good chance that mm-hmm. it will happen. So, you know, so if you're out there, I'd appreciate that. If you're the praying type, if you're not the praying type, do whatever it is you do, yoga or, or whatever, and think about us. So, Ask the universe. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, I don't I don't know what they do, but I'm sure they have some way to, you know, meditate or think about things. And Now, if you worship Baal, I don't trust him. Yeah. Maybe just leave us out. Not a good track record, right? <laughs> yeah. Not a good track record. But if, if you're a follower of Bell, hey, we love you. Yeah. But uh, I, I don't know. We've got uh, some beef in the, in the past. <laughs> yeah. A long history here. Of <laughs> opposite sides of the fence here. Yeah. Like Alabama and Auburn. In right. A way. Right. Yeah. But yeah. we love you. Absolutely. Just I, like we love our Auburn fan I love listeners. Auburn fans too. Right. Yeah. And our Tennessee fan listeners. I don't know about that. I love them. Okay. Good for you. John's okay. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I like Tennessee fans, too. I do. I do. You have been listening to Earth Oddity Podcast, and we thank you so much for listening to us, no matter where you get us, whether it's Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, CastBox, Stitcher, iHeartRadio. 
Spotify. Well, yeah. all. If you would like to email into the show, we are earthoddity at planetmail.net. Mm-hmm. If you would like to tweet at us, we are at underscore earthoddity on Twitter. That's right. Uh, follow us. We'll follow you back and we'll conversate. Yeah. We'll tweet at each other. You can still try to find me on Twitter. But yeah. you'll fail. But you will fail. Yeah. Do you like pictures of heart-shaped moons and rocket ships or maybe pictures of John Long? As a uh, Japanese anime. As a Japanese anime girl. Babe. School girl. Yeah. Babe. You can check all that out. Underscore Earth Oddity on Instagram. Yeah. And if all of that fails, you can give us a phone call like Derek did. That's right. What's that phone number? It is 662-493-2059. By far the most popular way people reach us is through our phone number for all our new listeners you'll come to find out we have people leaving us messages all the time so give us a call we hope everyone out there has an excellent week earth oddity for the fringe radio network signing off love y'all bye this has been a very odd production thanks for listening